Imagine what's possible when a city makes an unprecedented investment. A commitment that reshapes a city's landscape forever. That equalizes economic opportunity. Elevates education for all. Empowers businesses. Inspires collaboration between institutions. Improves public services. And enhances the lives of every resident. Now, imagine that city is ours. We know it's possible because other cities have done it. Places like Longmont, Colorado, a community that leveraged its investment in municipal electricity and upgraded its substations to create a 17-mile fiber loop, delivering critical connectivity to the city's institutions, organizations, and small businesses, achieving an incredibly high adoption rate. And in Far Texas, a border town of 80,000 voted the least connected city in America, invested in 700 miles of fiber, delivering broadband managed services that are enriching residents' lives. Cities, towns, and regions are stepping up all over America. There is no question that Aurora can and deserves to be America's next great smart city. But it's up to us. We have a responsibility we can't ignore to see everyone living in our city, regardless of economic status, having broadband services that are simple, efficient, safe, and powerful. Imagine children having safe internet access anywhere, never needing to connect outside of a fast food restaurant. Imagine every building in every neighborhood and retail outlet new and old, modernized, intuitive, secure. Imagine exciting subscribers with the ultimate broadband experience and giving parents control over all of it. Imagine deploying cyberbullying protection that notifies parents throughout Aurora that their kids are being bullied and providing resources to protect them. Imagine a city with first responders seamlessly connected and with safer public spaces. Can you see this smart city? Can you see our future? We do. Aurora is ready for world-class connection that serves our residents, that helps businesses grow and unifies our community. Let's take this opportunity to give all of our residents businesses, and community organizations the advantages that come with unrivaled broadband infrastructure and services. Let's come together and deliver a world where digital equity creates a city that is smarter, safer, and sustainable for generations to come.
morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have, if you're a book lover, you're going to like today's episode. We have a fantastic new business to detail and talk about, as well as great people here on the show with me this morning. My guests today are Lisa Manning, Melissa Rinaldi, and Karen Nichols of Yellow Bird Books, right? That's right. Nicholas. 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 Oh, my goodness gracious. I wrote Nicholas, but I said Nicholas. I apologize about that. That's okay. How are you ladies doing? Great. Good. All right. How was Thanksgiving? Very good. Very good. Very nice. Okay. All right. We hope that you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. Thank you guys for tuning in, and good morning to all of you. Um, So now Yellow Bird Books is on Stope. Uh, what's the address exactly? Uh, the address is 34 South Stope. 34 South Stope. And it's where, um, if these walls could talk, it's next door to that? Right next door. All yeah, right. All right. Um, <laughs> what's the history of, of Yellow Bird? And you are the owner. Correct. Okay. What's the history of Yellow Bird Books? The history. Well, you know, I always kind of had a fantasy of owning a bookstore. Okay. You know, wouldn't it be great to own a bookstore? All right. Um, I was a teacher for two decades. Um but, you know, in the back of my mind, that was always something I kind of dreamed of. But I never really thought I would do it. It was just, you know, right. a nice little dream. Um, but the circumstances were right um, in 2022, and I decided to go for it. So Very good. Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> so the dream of the bookstore, um, that predates you teaching? Probably. Or came around the, the know, same I've time? Always, I'm, I've always been a book lover since I was a child. You know, right. I'd spend hours at the library or I would walk to the bookmobile every Saturday, you know, and come back with an armload of books and All right. So All I've right. always loved reading and yeah. going into bookstores. I've been a fan of books my whole life as well. Um I was I don't know if people remember there used to be a store called Service Merchandise. Oh, I don't yes. know if anybody remembers <laughs> that store. Yeah. Uh but they had a, a great um magazine periodical and book section yeah. and I would as soon as we walked in I would just go there and my mom always knew where to find me you know <laughs> kids sitting down in the aisle between uh, 20 hours reading books mm-hmm. uh, now you ladies are part of the team of Yellowbird books okay what's your um, what's your beginnings with this and how did how did we start coming together on this well Karen and I have been friends for a long time and okay. we live in the same neighborhood um, I guess I was her, kind of her partner with looking around for space okay. we walked the city we spent hours looking for places that could be the bookstore um i'm an artist so i'm her resident artist all right and then you gotta have I, one of those right yeah. <laughs> <Melissa> it helps <laughs> and then melissa and i also share hours with working um selling books okay um so i met karen as a preschool teacher um, and that's kind of where her journey began when the preschool had to shut down after COVID. We were looking for things to do, and she was like, I might do it. And I was like, I'm in. And she's like, really? Will you help? <laughs> I'm like, I'm there. So just hung out because she's a great human, and her dream deserves to come true. <laughs> right. It, no, it, it, it totally does. And, and we also needed a bookstore down here in Aurora. I think a lot of people, because we've done – couple polls from time to time we've asked people who listen to the show like what would you like to see down here in regards Mm -hmm. to food and entertainment and a bookstore kept coming back a bookstore and a little bodega are the two things Mm -hmm. that people say the most um, about downtown I think it's great that it's on Stope as well because Stope that little section of Stope in between Downer and Galena um, 
boy, it's got a real bookish kind of feel out there. Bricks everywhere. You got the uh, Keystone building. Mm-hmm. Then you got the gazebo right across. It's a nice little, little, little ditty. I, we couldn't have been luckier to find that space. Um, it's perfect. It's we get great foot traffic mm-hmm. from the restaurants that are on you know the corners and the Paramount Theater yeah. crowd coming by. Um, you know, first Fridays and and they had the the music and market there this summer on Wednesdays. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, it's been it's a fantastic location. <laughs> and they're right around a corner from uh, Charlie's Creamery. That's right. <laughs> so when the summertime comes, you can get ice cream, but don't spill any ice cream on the books. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, good morning to Ruby Sue. Good morning to your dear friend. Shout out to the Aurora Hi, Historical Ruby. Society. Great friends of ours. Friends of Saul Olivas. Good morning. Tracy Duran. Good morning. Medea Banuelos. Good morning, dear friend. She's our hostess for our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora, on mm. Tuesdays. And um, Blanca Good morning. Kevin May, good morning, Curtis, and the Good Morning Aurora crew. Oh, we appreciate that. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> we do. <laughs> okay. Um, now let's talk about the hard stuff. Favorite books and a book that everybody should read. I'll start. Okay. Maniac McGee. It was written by a guy named Jerry Spinelli, and it talks about a young kid whose parents, uh, he was orphaned at a really young age, didn't fit in well with school, so he ran across the proverbial tracks and uh, ended up living with a another family, growing up and getting to the uh, the, uh, the angst of life as a young man. Um, it was a really good book. And back when you had to back when you had to collect Pizza Hut stamps and then mail those in for your books, that's how I became uh, familiar with it. And I loved it. Um, it was a Newbery Award winner, and I believe also a Scholastic Award metal winner mm-hmm. which when you're young is a really good way to see that oh wow i'm reading this book it's taking me on a journey but not only that there's more places to go with this there's awards to win for things like writing and and and, and whatnot so that's my book uh maniac mcgee check it out um what's yours lisa okay I, well there's so, so many books but okay. the <laughs> the one that's popping in my head as a kid that i i think maybe first fell in love with books my third grade teacher mrs h.m at Holy Angels <laughs> would read to us after lunch every day or after recess. Mm-hmm. And she read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which, you know, that shows at the Paramount now. But she read this book called Mandy by Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. And I know we have it in the bookstore. We do. <laughs> and it is, um, I don't know, it's just like, it, it just takes your imagination. You know, this, this girl is an orphan and she climbs over the wall and into like, the woods basically and discovers a little cottage and it's it's a it was a book that i guess really i touched me and mm-hmm. um i love it that's good to know <laughs> mandy by julie andrews yes okay okay and i'm probably gonna get the title wrong because i always mess it up long way down oh yes <laughs> jason down. reynolds oh I love it, it was not a typical book i would read um but i read it in one night less than an hour devoured it and it was just so hard hitting that at the end, like you close the book and you just like held your chest like, oh my God, it was way deep in there. And it's um, a kid who's in the cycle of shootings. So dad dies because he was shot, brother was shot. And it's the, well, you gotta get payback for this person dying. So it's the evolution of is this the way that life should be 
kind of deal. It's it's hard to describe, but it was just so amazing. Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Yes, Jason Long Way Reynolds. Down by Jason Fantastic. Reynolds. Fantastic, Arthur. You took my one of my books. Sorry, and you it too. But that's how powerful it is. You can was. see it. You can check the book out at Yellow yeah. Bird Books. Yeah, I highly recommend that to every everyone. Um, okay. I guess I'll have to go with my favorite book, um, Dandelion Wine. Okay. So I'm from originally from Waukegan, born and raised, um, which is also the home of Ray Bradbury, who wrote Dandelion Wine. Um, I read it almost every summer because it's a summer book. Um, And I just, I love Ray Bradbury's use of metaphor and descriptive language. And for me personally, it takes me home when I read it. although it's set in the 1920s and it's the main character is a boy uh you know it's all about him he you know kind of on the cusp of leaving childhood and entering adulthood and and uh to me you know it it introduces um all of the people in the community that have an impact on him and so i just i really it makes me think of of how community was so important to me when I was growing up. Talks about an experience rather than a gender role. Doesn't matter if the character's a boy, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. The experience people can relate to. Right. Um, Ray Bradbury, was he he of science fiction fame as well? Is that Ray Bradbury? That's really what he's most known for. Right, um, okay. his Fahrenheit 451, right, The Martian correct. Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have that book, The Martian Chronicles. <laughs> yes. yes, oh my goodness. That is, and you know what's crazy? I got the book for 50 cents. <laughs> At, awesome. um, I got it for 50 cents at um, Nichols Library in Naperville was given away. It used to be you walk in in the front where the doors oh, are right. and they would just have books, 10 cent books, 50. The books that they were selling for mm-hmm. 10 cents, 50 cents. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Dandelion Wine by Ray Bradbury. Uh, the time is 812. Thank you guys for watching and good morning to all of you just tuning in right now. Josue Pais, good morning. Jennifer Ryan Mayton and Daniel Calderon, good morning to all of you great people out there. Michael Rayford and Jen Mendoza. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious um, because the education background is shared by um, both of you ladies and you're a friend as well. Um, what's the benefit for young people? In this day and age, what's the benefit that literature, the book, and the printed word hold, in your opinion? Well, there's a, a phrase or quote that I, I don't have the exact wording, but it, uh, reading has been referred to as, you know, being uh, windows and mirrors. You know, you can, you can pick up a book and you can look into lives completely different than yours you know it can help you understand other people's experiences Mm -hmm. um but it can also be a mirror and help you see yourself um i also like to think of books maybe being bridges as well you know kind of bridging uh differences in culture, people, experiences, things like that. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Um, I was a big National Geographic kid. You know, how else, how else are you going to get to Peru? 
right. you know yeah mm-hmm. you can see what jaguars are like and so many great things so yeah books are books are definitely able to to do that um now let's talk about events what's coming up that people need to know about um i'm first friday are y'all doing anything we cool? definitely are doing first fridays okay um our lisa our resident artist has uh <laughs> i like how she see what's that right <laughs> start touching the mic like let me get ready has Time organized is- <laughs> a little event for us <laughs> Uh, what a great way to start a Monday morning. Well, we are doing a fun thing for First Friday. Okay. Um, I've been painting these snowmen that I call snow folks because, you know, they're just, they're... They're folks. We're, they're, yeah, they're, they're folks. They're folks. They're, we're not giving them a sex. They're mm-hmm. just what they are. And um, <laughs> I started those last year, and I, I did... S- did some new ones that are in the shop, and I thought it would be really fun if other people created some snow folks and different mediums, different different things, ornaments, mm-hmm. cards, paintings. So there's going to be a variety of local artists, snow folks, this Friday. Okay. So, it, and perfect that we just got our snow yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I already seen some snow folks out in the yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad it snowed. I like the snow. I like having four seasons. Uh, I yeah. lived in California for a long time where, you know, everybody decorates, but there's no snow. Mm-hmm. It does not feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. And when you, read, when you read books that have a nice winter theme as well, oh, man, you can feel the crunching of the snow under your feet. Oh, that's possible just with the, uh, the printed word. It is, mm-hmm. it is really amazing. Yeah. So that's from 6 to 9 p.m. 6 to 9, okay. And then, yeah, we have, when you talk about these snow books, we've got an awesome selection of picture books right now with snow and uh, holiday themes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, are you ladies on social media, Yellow Bird Books on social media? We are. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Okay. You got a TikTok? <laughs> well, what? we have the beginnings of a TikTok. <laughs> It's not easy, right? It's it's a it's a right. It's a whole thing. It's like I mean, you really have to be nine with no job to yeah. make those videos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. Who has time to do all this? Um, okay. Now, um, when was the ribbon cutting? Because I believe that I saw um, I did see a, a grand opening, or or was there a ribbon cutting? No, we haven't had a ribbon cutting yet. Okay. Um, we kind of did a soft opening, and then. We kind of just stayed open, and <laughs> okay. So we're looking forward to doing a ribbon cutting, hopefully in the not too distant future. Okay, um, and having a little celebration for that. But um, yeah, nice. And what are the hours of operation? <laughs> so, well, we're open uh, Wednesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Okay, and we're open Sundays from noon to four. Nice hours noon to 4 p.m. Nice relaxing way to go into the the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, are there any top sellers or books of the month that you guys have that people need to check out and read? Oh, there are many. Um, one book that many people have been coming and asking for is Remarkably Bright Creatures. And the author is Van Pelt. I'm drawing a blank on the first name, <laughs> but we do have it in stock. Um, it was a winner of the um, Heartland Booksellers Award, um, which is a regional uh, group of booksellers um, in the Midwest and Great Lakes regions. Okay. So that one's been really popular. Um, 
I have a favorite picture book that I've been trying to sell to everyone. And <laughs> yes, that comes in. Uh, it's called 20 Questions. It's by Mac Barnett and Christian Robinson is the illustrator. Um, it's a wonderful book for young children, or actually anybody could enjoy it. Um, it it's a series of um, illustrations and there's a question. So the first one starts out and asks, how many is it animals. animals are in the tree? So it's a nice little counting mm-hmm. experience for kids. But then it gets better where the next one is, the next page has a picture of a, a very full, lush tree and a tiger in it. And the question is, um, how many animals can you not see in this picture? Oh. Because they're hiding from the tiger. And so it's completely open-ended, and so, you know, it, it can stimulate imagination and creativity and language, and I just think it's a great way for not even just children, but families to, right. you know, kind of communicate communicate and, and have that experience, you know, that bonding experience together. And who was the illustrator? The illustrator is Christian Robinson. That name sounds familiar. Wasn't that the wasn't that the protagonist in Winnie the Pooh? That was Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Ah, Close. Okay. But I Robinson, like how everybody knew what we were talking about. Right. Though. We were... <laughs> uh, he's illustrated several children's books. Um, I'm trying to think. Last stop on Market Street, I think maybe. Milo Imagines the World is another one. Okay. Beautiful illustration. And was it Matt or Mac Barnett? Mac, M-A-C. Mac Barnett, uh, 20 questions. Yes. That's amazing. And then Remarkably Bright Creatures. Yes. Nice. Um, so when we, what's the, what does Yellowbird look like in the next um, two to three years, even five years? What are the plans going forward? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um We'd really like to start doing more events. Okay. Um, you know, right now we've just been learning about the book selling business and, you know, the way, the best way to set up the store and stock books and finding out what people are looking for. But we'd really like to start doing more events for the community. So doing story times, um, getting local authors to come in, um, you know, down the line, who knows, maybe some, you know, bigger authors and mm-hmm. having some signings or talks or things like that. Um, we love our location in the Keystone Building, and I've become fascinated with the architect, George Grant Elmsley. George um, Grant Elmsley. Who has done, who did five buildings in Aurora. Um, he was a contemporary of Frank Lloyd Wright and worked for Lewis Sullivan in Chicago. Um, and so we'd like to kind of do some programming around the architecture in our city because we have some really beautiful buildings. We do. Um, so yeah, I mean, and we're open to, you know, suggestions. Um, you know, what what does the community want? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Well, I, I think you ladies hit it on the head with the story time. Mm-hmm. I think the story time will be a a really great thing to do. So the. You know the the library, Royal Public Library, does the, the story time, but you can never have too many story times. I agree, <laughs> and I I really do believe that that location again on Stope it just opens up a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, a the store is nice and the, be- the building is beautiful, but you got the 
gazebo right across the yes. way. I mean, there's no thing. I mean, I'm just thinking ahead, like summertime and outdoor. Yes, reading, absolutely. Maybe a nighttime reading. Mm-hmm. That's on our list. Yes. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> That's going to be great. Um, okay, so Jen Ingram is watching. Good morning to you, Jen and Yvonne from Cottonseed. Good morning to all you great people. Ruby Sue says, ooh, that sounds good. Sounds like we got some good ideas flowing up here. Uh, Zora Zapata, good morning to you. Tracy Duran says, I love Ray Bradbury, too. He wrote a lot of stories for the old radio shows back in the day, and they're really cool. Good to know. Good to know. Um, now, we did talk about um, Leland Tower. And Leland Tower has its own history. And I think, you know, I mistakenly, before the mic came on, I mistakenly said Bluebird Books. But we did. <laughs> we were able to collectivize our, our thoughts and know that there was Bluebird Records, I think, at once upon a time in Leland Tower. Mm -hmm. uh, does the bookstore have any Aurora history stuff in it pertaining to Leland or anywhere else in it that people should check out? We have some. Um, that's something that we're trying to work on getting more of. And yeah. uh, after the new year, I really want to in invite local authors to come and bring their their work too. I know that the Historical Society has a lot of nice Aurora books in their shop as well. Yeah, they do. They've got um, some, some really good stuff. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out to the Historical Society. Um, we're decorating a room, the library in the Tanner House for the holidays. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I know Ruby Sue's listening. You're doing so. it, right? <laughs> Come on, Lisa. I, we're I, all doing it. <laughs> Karen's mostly doing it, but yeah. yeah. We've been helping. Nice. Yeah. nice. So I, yeah, I would like to partner maybe more with them too as well um i uh, and this and i this next question is going to have some audience participation in it too so you guys start thinking and get your phones ready to type um i went to a fantastic show over the weekend i went to see the nutcracker at the fox valley ballet mm. it was it was absolutely magnificent it was at batavia fine arts center which is also batavia high school so I'm watching it, and as I'm watching the show, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that was actually my very first time watching the Nutcracker story. I'd never, like, actually sat down from beginning to end, understood, and, and actually watched it. So then I start going back and looking at some great pieces of literature that have been written with the, the Nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And I came with this question this morning. What is the best Christmas story? I'd like for you ladies to give me your answers. Think about it for a moment. <laughs> Yo, Melissa. She's like, I'm going to go last on this one. Um, but all of you guys out there, think about it. What's the best Christmas story? Think about that. You guys can put that in the chat. We'll read your answers. But which of you ladies would like to start? What do you think? What's the best Christmas story? Or what's one that's on your mind that you think about, like, you know what, right now I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> well, of course, there's the nativity story. <laughs> Excellent, um, yep. Um, I'm trying to think about what, like, some books we have in this, sh in this shop, but um, there's one, too, that I'm thinking of that's a cute book called Santa Mouse. <laughs> Santa Mouse. <laughs> have you seen that? No, I... <laughs> it's about a little... Um, a mouse that, anyway, travels with Santa and you leave a piece of cheese. Um, I love the snowman at night 
I just like the, that illustration, and I want to do a, a class. We talked about, well, I did some Halloween art classes, and okay. we'll be doing some over Christmas break as okay. well. So we may do something with that book, um, where the snowmen come alive at night and do things. Anybody else? Where the snowmen come alive <laughs> at night and do things. <laughs> oh, hold on. Don't threaten us with a good time. That sounds <laughs> when does that movie start? It is a children's book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, I, I don't really like reading holiday books. Um, some things are too hallmarky for me. So gotcha. the holidays, I, I'm more of your psychological thriller. I like the okay. deep in the dark. So something we got in the shop is Karen found these mini Christmas horror stories. Oh, so I, she's been buying a bunch of those and I'm like, these are stocking stuffers. Ooh. Those are what I'm looking forward to. I want to see Christmas with a twist. Okay. So that's me. <laughs> All right. Um, that's a, that's a really good plug. So those are available at Yellowbird Books. Yes. Correct. Okay. And um, Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, noon to four. There was that beautiful, I don't know if you have another copy, I sold it the other day, of Jan Brett's Nutcracker. The Nutcracker, yeah. When you're talking about that, and she's, uh, her illustrations are just so unbelievably gorgeous and detailed. Jan Brett. Mm-hmm. Jan yeah. Brett. Jan Brett is beautiful. Okay. Um, hmm. There's a picture book, It's it's been around for a long time, called The Snowman. Um, and, you know, it's a snowman, a story about, a little boy who builds a snowman and he wakes up in the night and looks out and the snowman comes to life and they go on all kinds of adventures <laughs> so that one i love um it's set in england actually where in the area where i spent a semester as a college student so that also kind of has oh. a little connection for me <laughs> um but there's also there's a, a beautiful animated film that was made of it as well um and there are no words in it. It's a wordless picture book, and it's a the the film is only got the the musical score that mm. goes with it. So it's it's beautiful. I would recommend both the film and the book, <laughs> which we we do have in the store. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then there are also lots of um, just beautifully illustrated. You know, Lisa mentioned the the nativity, um, just beautiful illustrated books. Um, there's one by Faith Ringgold. Uh, that I love. Um, the copy that I got c actually came with a recording of the Harlem uh, Boys Choir um, that goes with it. So that is beautiful. I don't know, there are so many. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ruby Sue says, um, I need Santa Mouse. <laughs> she also says a Christmas carol and that your room at Tanner looks great by the way as well ladies <laughs> Thank um, you. Aurora Historical Society would love to work more with Yellow Bird Books Aurora well that's awesome we'd like to hear that um, very good stuff and uh, Jenny Pawlowski good morning to you as well um, for me it's Scrooge yeah <laughs> it, it really is like like Scrooge is I think that Scrooge is what we you would want hopefully everyone to be filled with because you know christmas is only once a year but there's a lot of scrooges out there in the world mm -hmm. and, and and the things that make a person a scrooge are many you know a, a good synonym for a scrooge right now would be a cynic you know but how powerful that he realizes like wait a minute no i'm rich i need to be 
helping the mm-hmm. world. So Scrooge to me was always like, that's what I'm talking about, you know. Um, <laughs> and and I think that for, for again for a lot of people, that's that might be what matters, you know. As we get older, you start realizing like it's not about just material stuff no more. It's not about mm-hmm. what you're getting. It's about if other people don't have anything at all. So much to it. And I think, you know, for me, Scrooge is always like, that's the message and that's the story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, I really like that story. Uh, the time is 829. So um, first Friday is coming up. We've got Snow Folks, 6 to 9 p.m. Art classes as well. You guys got a TikTok. Um, we've got some great books for folks to check out. Remarkably Bright Creatures, 20 Questions as well. Um, and we've got a, a bright future with Yellow Bird. Thank you. Now, let's talk about the shirt. How can I get a shirt? <laughs> a brother's going to need one of those shirts. <laughs> I like those. We'll make sure you get one. Okay, awesome, <laughs> awesome. But we do have them in the shop. Okay, all right. As well as pins and, and yeah. stickers and... Tote bags, large and small. Okay. All right. Um, so get ready to see a whole lot more of Yellowbird books and hear about more of the, the show here on you on our on our on our page. Rather, good morning, Aurora. <laughs> we'll be happy to share everything that they do and also follow them on social media, YouTube, TikTok, and, and Facebook as well. Um, and Instagram too. Uh, now the show ends. Oh wait, before we get to all that, I want to say this. Um, Lisa Manning here and I have been friends for quite some time, and I got to let you know, we met during COVID when they were painting, uh, you and your family were painting on LaSalle Street at um, Crystal House and doing some of the ply boards from um, the vandalism, which unfortunately erupted, and to see you as part of the yellow bird team melissa you reached out to us on facebook that's how this whole thing came about i just wanted to say that i'm proud to know lisa manning and her awesome family i'm proud to know uh, melissa and and karen here as well and that's what it's all about this show is this show is for the people of aurora it's a blue collar show you reach out come on we all should be participating sharing in the experience and learning from each other so i'm glad to see you again thanks for having us absolutely yeah Yeah, not a problem you guys always have a a place here and we Love to support you guys in anything you guys do. Um, so that was a fantastic episode. We're going to come back at the end um, and show you guys. Um, we have a, a message today that's very special. I want to thank uh, the team of Yellowbird Books again for coming on to the show. And again, stay tuned for all that they have coming up. You're ready for First Fridays at Yellowbird Book and 10 South Stope? 34. 34. I was way off. <laughs> 34 South Stope Avenue is your location. Right now, we're going to go to a commercial, and we will come back with more on Good Morning Aurora. The Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. And really, anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years, we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us 
because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's, it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service. Bye, ladies. Bye. All right, and we are back. Uh, so the time is 8.34 a.m. We had a fantastic episode, once again, an interview uh, with our new friends of Yellowbird Books. Um, but right now, Good Morning Aurora is um, uh, going to have a moment of silence and say some words. Uh, recently, Pastor, or rather Father David Engberth um, passed away over the um, recent holiday. So right now, um, we are going to read um, from the city's obituary uh, for Father Engberth, and then we're going to have a moment of silence before we um, end the show. And I want to say to all the people who sent us this, this link and this message, um, Jose Torres and many different people, we appreciate that. So definitely, as we did for Mr. Vernon LaVia, we're going to do the same thing for Father Engberth here. Okay. Uh, so, it is with great sadness that we learned of the passing of Father David Engberth. We join with the community in mourning the loss of a giant among men. His passing over the Thanksgiving holiday reminds us of how much we must thank him for giving so much to Aurora. In the words of Mayor Irvin, quote, His love for and leadership in Aurora forever changed our community and the lives of the people he served so faithfully. Father David was a man of faith and action who was integral in helping to make Aurora a safer community for all, close quote. For 45 years, Father Engbarth was an impactful presence in our community. From 1979, when he began service as parochial vicar, uh, excuse me, vicar at Holy Angels Parish in Aurora through his retirement in 2014. In 1993, he became sacramental moderator at St. Nicholas Parish in Aurora and became its pastor in 1996. In 2000, he also began service as pastor of Sacred Heart Parish in Aurora, serving both parishes until 2003, then continuing at St. Nicholas until his 2005 sabbatical. In 2006, he became administrator at Our Lady of Good Counsel Parish in Aurora and was made pastor there in 2007. When he retired in 2014, thousands lined up to bid him farewell. Even though he lived in Florida for nearly the past decade, Father David regularly 
return to his beloved Aurora to serve and visit. May he rest in peace. And right now, good morning, Aurora. Um, we'll observe a moment of silence for Father David Engbar. Time is 8.37. We hope that you guys enjoyed this morning's show. Uh, it was a fantastic episode and interview with our friends of Yellowbird Books. I want to say thank you once again to Karen Nicholas, Man uh, Melissa Rinaldi, and Lisa Manning. Uh, please be sure to check out Yellowbird Books. Follow them here on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And um, we're going to end the show a little bit early today. We've got some important work going on in our community starting at 9 a.m. So get ready to see more. Thank you guys for watching. It's greatly appreciated. Take care of yourself and each other. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. New weather and really cool energy. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Mm -hmm.